Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Are entrepreneurs just narcissists in disguise? The What's Eating You podcast is a series of mental health topics that are designed to make you think, learn, educate, and validate. Enjoy the show. Welcome back to another episode of the What Is Eating You podcast, my friends. I am so grateful you're here. It has been an awesome week. I hope you've had one too. I'm finally over my jet lag from Bali that I was stringing along for a while, but I'm feeling so much better and back into the swing of things. Although I am flying to Melbourne this week and I've heard it is absolutely freezing there. So I'm mentally preparing for that. Today's episode inspired me. I was actually going to do an episode on narcissism. I guess it's a real trending term. People enjoy the topic. But as I did my research, I thought, would it even be better to talk about narcissism in the workplace or entrepreneurialism and narcissism? So let's get into it. We've all heard about that narcissistic boss and CEO, but is all narcissism really that bad. Widespread attention is being paid to the alleged rise of narcissism in people in general and business leaders in particular. Now, I definitely just want to make you aware that if you are watching narcissistic content, it is going to be in your face a lot. And once we start to hear about a behavior, we tend to start to see it everywhere. It's almost like someone telling you about a car you've never seen before for the first time And then you start seeing it everywhere because that is on your radar. And remember, our brain looks for information through the parameters we provide for it. So if you're going dating, if you're stepping out on the scene, you're thinking, I don't want a narcissistic man. I don't want to meet someone narcissistic. Essentially, you're going to be looking for any indication that someone is a narcissist. If you want to know more about that, check out my podcast episode with Jake Maddick and we talk about narcissistic tendencies in relationships and dating. Where did this all start? Let's talk about the definition of narcissism. Narcissism is a psychological term that describes an excessive focus on oneself. 
often accompanied by a grandiose sense of self-importance, a lack of empathy for others, and a constant need for admiration and attention. It's named after the mythological figure Narcissus, who fell in love with his own reflection. I believe this was also a mythological Greek story. While some degree of self-love and self-esteem is healthy, narcissism becomes problematic when it leads to harmful behaviors and negatively impacts relationships and well-being. Remember, narcissism occurs on a spectrum. And this is what I say in all my videos. On one end of the spectrum, you can have healthy self-esteem. And on the other end of the spectrum, you can have what's called pathological narcissism or narcissistic personality disorder. So NPD is a cluster B personality disorder in which someone has an ongoing pattern of difficulty. It's usually discovered in their adulthood. They struggle with emotion regulation, impulsivity. This is cluster B. But narcissistic personality disorder has its own specific criteria. Now, it's very under-researched or the statistics are questionable because often narcissists or people with NPD don't think there is anything wrong with them. Everyone else is the problem. So it's very unlikely that they are going to seek help, which makes the research in this area quite minimal. Now, when I looked into my research on doing this podcast, I actually found there was a little bit of studies that looked at the level of narcissism in the workplace. So let's go into it. There are two types of narcissism to be aware of, and it can manifest in very different ways. So the first main type of narcissism is grandiose narcissism. This type involves an inflated sense of self-worth and belief in one's exceptional talents and achievements. Individuals with grandiose narcissism often seek constant admiration, exploit others, and may lack empathy. The second type, vulnerable narcissism, is characterized by a fragile self-esteem that is easily wounded by criticism or rejection. People with vulnerable narcissism may appear shy or reserved, but still exhibit self-centered tendencies. Now, how do we recognize narcissistic traits? This can involve specific patterns and behavior. So there are nine, nine criteria, essentially. One is excessive self-centeredness. Narcissists tend to dominate conversations with stories about themselves, seeking attention and validation. Two, lack of empathy. They often struggle to understand or care about other people's feelings and perspectives. Three, entitlement. Narcissists believe they deserve special treatment, often showing impatience or frustration when their desires are not met. Four, exploitation. They may manipulate or take advantage of others to meet their needs, often without remorse. Five, Need for admiration. Narcissists crave constant attention, praise, and validation from others, which explains why they would get in the types of roles that foster this and meet that need. Six, difficulty handling criticism. They may become defensive, angry, or dismissive when faced with criticism, even if it's constructive. Basically, if you want to know if someone has narcissistic tendencies, criticize them and see what happens. 
if they break out in rage, you could be dealing with someone who is higher on the narcissistic scale. Seven, jealousy and envy. Narcissists may struggle with others' successes, feeling threatened by them. Eight, superiority complex. They often view themselves as unique or superior to others and suspect others to recognize their specialness. Nine, interpersonal challenges. Narcissists may have troubled relationships due to their self-centered behavior and lack of empathy. Now, it's important to note that diagnosing narcissistic personality disorder requires a qualified mental health professional, and it's a serious condition. And not everyone who has narcissistic traits has narcissistic personality disorder. But understanding narcissism can help us interact with people who might have these tendencies while maintaining healthy boundaries and fostering healthy relationships. So let's get into the research. Now, there isn't a lot. Surprisingly, hardly any studies have focused on the link between narcissism and entrepreneurship. As mentioned, it is hard to quantify and identify because most narcissists or people with those traits don't think that they're narcissistic. However, academic scholars have linked narcissism to important processes and outcomes in our daily lives, such as decision-making, work performance, and unethical behavior. Furthermore, several studies have suggested that the level of narcissism has increased over time and has become a salient aspect of recent generations. And I wonder if that is people growing up in more environments that may foster narcissistic traits or whether it's because of the world we live in, who knows what the actual cause is. A lot of people ask me, well, what causes narcissism? There's two things. Either they were very spoiled growing up and they just got used to being fed from a silver spoon and expect that's the way of life. It's very normal for them. Or they've grown up in very challenging circumstances where they had to be narcissistic to survive. So this is more common, but they would have had very hard circumstances, abuse, neglect, and they had to be manipulative for their own life in many cases. So they've learned it as a survival mechanism, essentially. Now, recently, growing but mainly anecdotal evidence is coming to light that suggests narcissism plays a role in entrepreneurship. According to the person environment fit theory, individuals are attracted to a work environment that matches their characteristics. And I encourage you to reflect on this. Does your work environment meet your characteristics? So your work environment could be the demands, the values, what they require of you, and your characteristics. This is your abilities, your personality, and your needs. See, I can think of a time where my work environment didn't match my characteristics. And this is when I was in a really high pressure job. I was doing a dual manager role and I loved the fast pace of it and how intense it was, but I was required to drive to work, sit behind a desk and be behind a computer. Now, if you know me, I have an outward personality. I love to talk. My needs are flexibility, variety, excitement, and I'm really good with people. So sitting behind a computer in this high stress situation, answering the phone, which I really don't like being on the phone. It's 
different when I'm on a Zoom. On a Zoom, I can be there all day on a screen, but phone calls, I don't know. I don't like answering it. Maybe it's just spam calls. Anyways, um, that didn't meet my needs, which is super interesting. Whereas now I feel so aligned with my needs and my person environment theory. It's called the person environment fit theory. I'm attracted to a work environment that's flexible, that's variety, that meets my needs. And that's why I feel good in what I'm doing at the moment, but it hasn't always been that way. For example, when I used to work in a prison, not everyone was very nice to you, of course, because people are registered offenders that are mandatorily attending counseling that don't want to be there. And you don't really get a return on your investment. People aren't really engaged. There was so much admin work, so much note taking. You have to be so careful with what you write because it's going into the legal system. And yeah, I just didn't really feel there was a a strong person environment fit there. Anyways, enough about me. Sorry, that was such a narcissistic thing to do. Jokes. What about you? Do you believe in this person environment fit theory? Does your work environment match your characteristics? So interesting. Have a think about it. And if it doesn't, why? All right, let's get into entrepreneurialism. Entrepreneurs are commonly portrayed as a symbol of wealth, power, and success, which is so funny because most entrepreneurs are broke or start off broke and distressed and think everyone else has a made except them. Therefore, we expect that narcissists who have a strong desire to seek attention, admiration, and power are attracted to entrepreneurship. In fact, the popular press and scholarly research frequently associate high-profile entrepreneurs such as Donald Trump and Elon Musk with narcissism. Uh, Now, I read a study on this, and the study basically aimed to understand if there was a connection between narcissism, which is an extensive focus on oneself, and the likelihood of becoming an entrepreneur. So starting and running one owns business. That was the definition for entrepreneur. And what they found was, well, first of all, the researchers used data from multiple data sets to analyze the relationship. The study found that there is a positive association between narcissism and entrepreneurship. In other words, individuals who scored higher on measures of narcissism were more likely to pursue entrepreneurial activities. This connection was consistent across the different data sets used in the study. The findings suggest that narcissistic traits, which can include high self-confidence, ambition, and a desire for recognition, might be linked to the inclination to become an entrepreneur. So at the end of the day, it really comes back to needs and getting needs met. So it sounds like particular styles of entrepreneurship would adaptively get the needs met of a narcissist, which is kind of better than getting those needs met in a maladaptive way. For example, a relationship where someone else is at risk because of it. However, it's important to note that while narcissism might be a factor, it's not the sole determinant of entrepreneurial behavior. There's other personal, environmental, and economic factors which also play a role in someone's decision to be an entrepreneur. 
Overall, that study contributes to our understanding of the psychological factors that influence entrepreneurial activities and sheds light on the relationship between narcissism and the decision to run one's own business. And I also imagine it has a lot to do with upbringing, who you're hanging around, was your father an entrepreneur, was your father a narcissist. So there's a lot to take into consideration. Now, other important things, right? Although narcissistic individuals may be attracted by the image and nature of entrepreneurship, they may have less control in the later phases of the entrepreneurial process in which external factors such as market conditions, stakeholders come into play. Over time, the undesirable aspects of narcissism may counter the initial positive aspects. This temporal change in charisma is best explained by the chocolate cake model. Interacting with narcissists is similar to eating a chocolate cake. Whereas the richness of the cake may be gratifying in the beginning, it may become overwhelming after a while. So basically what they're saying is a lot of aspects attract people who may have narcissistic traits to entrepreneurialism, but as they go through the grind of it and have challenges that are out of their control, that can influence the relationship as well. Either way, it's important to remember that this does go on a spectrum and there are some aspects of narcissism that are positive, such as a healthy, positive self-esteem. When does it become problematic? I believe that narcissism becomes potentially problematic when the intention is potentially malicious. And a lot of people say to me, oh my gosh, I think I'm a narcissist. If you think you're a narcissist, you're probably not one, but it's good you're aware of it because people who are full-blown, say NPD, don't have much awareness around it. And that's what makes it really tricky to change. I did a TikTok yesterday about do narcissists know they're narcissists? And again, it depends on the level that they're at and it depends on whether or not they have insight. So what do you want to take away from this? It is absolutely okay to have some traits such as healthy self-esteem, high confidence, ambition, and a desire for recognition. That is all healthy and okay. But again, does that come at a cost? Are you putting other people down to achieve that? Are you potentially competing in a way that can hurt another person? It all boils down to intent. So we don't want to lump narcissism in the bad box. At the end of the day, there are a specific niche of narcissists called communal narcissists. And these communal narcissists will do a lot of really good things in the world. They will feed the poor. They will deal with world hunger and all of that. And they do it to get the photo, the recognition, the paper, but they're often very bad behind closed doors to their close family and friends. If you're curious to know more about narcissism, let me know. I do dabble in it a little bit because people love it. They love to hear about it, but it's not really my area of expertise, but I've been exposed to it when I worked in the prison system. So I know a little bit about it. But yeah, remember, nothing wrong with having traits of elevated sense of steam and a sense of grandiosity and confidence, as long as it doesn't come at the expense of others. 
If you enjoyed today's episode, make sure you let me know, take a screenshot, share it. I'm super grateful for you being here today and I hope you have the best week or weekend. Take care. Bye. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.